0: When I grew up, I was in Boy Scouts, and one of the very memorable experiences of that time was doing a merit badge called Wilderness Survival. And we did that at a summer camp, and the climax of the whole preparation for that merit badge was a night where you had to build a shelter out of whatever you could find in the wilderness and then sleep in the shelter that you built throughout the course of that night. And so they sent us out to a little hillside covered in oak trees, and they paired us two by two, and we built these really crude, really horrible little huts. Um, they were very small, all of us it was not easy to find enough material to really create much of a shelter, so you had to make it small. We had some branches and twigs and some leaves and in, and once the shelters were all completed it was time for us to go as the sun was setting to the campfire and we sat around the campfire and we heard a genre of story that may be familiar to many of you, it goes well with campfires ghost stories um, and actually technically speaking the story that and I remember it clearly the story that was told it wasn't really a ghost story it was a Sasquatch story And it was told first person by one of these awful counselors who knew what he was doing, and he told it brilliantly. And he had us with him as this creature was in the woods, and he didn't know what it was, and it kept sort of partly revealing itself, and then it comes to the point where it's pulling on and pulling his leg just like he was pulling ours, and we didn't laugh. (laughs) And at that point, it was time for us to go back to our little shelters and go to bed for the night. Um, Because it was the Wilderness Survival Merit Badge, we had to be minimalist. We had no flashlights, and so we walked stumbling in the darkness back to that hillside that we had spent the time building that shelter we were going to stay in, and um, it was the funniest thing because standing there where we thought we'd found it, we doubted ourselves. It looked like a different place. Was this really the shelter that we had made? Is this where we're going to sleep? And I remember looking down at that small entrance, low, and thinking, we're going to have to crawl into that black space. And the person I was paired with said, why don't you go first? (laughs) And once that is said, your honor is at stake and you have no choice. And so I did. I went first. And I kind of held my breath. And I remember thinking, you know, there could be some animal that has come in in the time being. It could be a snake. It could be a rattlesnake. It could be a small Sasquatch. (laughs) But I climbed in, and I was the first, and he came in after me. And it took us a long time to calm down enough in the darkness, but we did. And we did get some sleep that night. And one of the parts of the experience I'll never forget was how happy I was to open my eyes and see a little bit of light coming in through the twigs and knowing that we'd made it through the night and it was the morning. We both climbed out of that shelter and stood on the hillside and looked around at that very same place where we had been the night before, scared. And it was incredible to think that this was the same place and there was nothing To fear at all and the only difference was the daylight and we looked around and we saw all of the other scouts getting out of their shelters and it was surprising because we didn't realize they had been so close all that time I love this season that we usher in today the season called the epiphany because it's about light coming to darkness it's one of the most beautiful theological themes of our year. We think about Christmas and we think about Easter and Pentecost, but Epiphany, we kind of skip over. It doesn't get quite as much attention as the other seasons. But it's wonderful because at Christmas time, we celebrate that the light has come to the earth, but at Epiphany, it's a celebration of our receiving and beholding the light. It's like with gift-giving. When you give a gift, that's one thing, but it isn't completed until the gift is received. This is our chance to receive the gift of the light that's come, to open our eyes to it, to behold it, and let it transform our lives. And the heroes of the first part of the Epiphany story are the Magi, these wise men, also sometimes called kings, who are from the east, these mysterious people. You know, magi shares a root with the word magic. They were thought to be like magicians. They certainly were astrologers because they knew about the stars. They knew about how to look into the darkness and to see the light, to understand it, understand what it was telling them, and to follow I thought about whether or not to say this, but I'm going to say this anyway um, and ruin your Three Kings Day, but we don't know that there were three of them. The Bible never says there are three. We know that there were plural, and we know that the gifts that they gave were of three kinds, but there might have been 12. There might have been four. But these wise men, as they came... Today, we're going to celebrate with three kings, by the way, when we sing, which I look forward to. Um... An important thing to understand, too, is that the first hearers of this gospel, what they would have noticed right off the bat was that who they were were foreigners. They were people from the outside. They came from a foreign land to the east, far away, and they were not the Jews. These were Gentiles, they were pagans. The good news had come to them, and the light had come to them, and they became the bearers of the good news. And here's the importance. So the light is not just for a few, but it's for all, for the whole world. They were also courageous people because Herod was the king at that time, and we learn a little bit about Herod in the Bible, but outside the Bible there's even more that's been written about him, and he's even worse than you could ever imagine. He was in darkness. He was blinded by something, and it seems to be a mixture of mental illness and ego in a craving of power in a jealousy and he's jealous of this newborn king and he says and lies that he's going to go to pay him homage but we know he wanted to go to kill him or have him killed and the kings or the wise men are traveling through this world that is full of darkness and it's full of treachery and deceit and danger and yet they thread their way through because they have the star to guide them and they know to follow And when they come, they come bearing their gifts. They offer their frankincense, gold, and myrrh, the best that they have to offer to this newborn king. And it gets flipped in that way that God likes to flip things in the world. Those gifts that they gave turned out to be worthless in comparison to the gift that they received. The love and the grace and the light that had come into the world in Jesus. We, in our lives, most of us have celebrated Christmas and we're kind of wrapping that up. I know some of you have already put your trees away, if you had trees. We'll put our tree away tonight. This morning when I woke up before the sun was up and I looked out our window in the back and across the alley I saw some Christmas lights still up, glittering in the darkness. There's no mistake that this happens in the church here at this time when the natural world is actually beginning to be bathed every day in a little bit more light and more light. Nature is teaching us the theological lesson that we need to learn, the transformational power and the gift of light. And in that Christmas season, I hope that you were able to give gifts to loved ones and to friends. And I know that many in this community Gave gifts to total strangers who were in need And every gift that is given Brings a little bit of the light of God deeper into the world We get to bear that when we give those gifts We get to be part of the participation of the light that is dawning And when we fully behold this light we realize that those things that we had been afraid of Were not worthy of our fear at all The only difference we need is the light to shine. And perhaps best of all, we look around and we discover that all that time, we were not alone at all. Amen.